And now on Radio 4, it's time once again to join the show business legend, raconteur, after-dinner speaker and Deputy Assistant Acting Vice President of the Deputy Assistant Acting Vice President's Association of South Yorkshire, Count Arthur Strong. Having been elected unopposed by a convincing majority of one, Count Arthur hopes to put the Deputy Assistant Acting Vice President's Association on the map, preferably somewhere warm near Mablethorpe. Join him now for this week's instalment of... Count Arthur Strong's radio show. Right then, let's get my bay window washed while I have a minute. Uh, I've been looking forward to road testing my new bucket. Uh, what's going on here? Where's my bucket? Must be here. Unless I've been burglared, eh? as I slept in my bed. Eh? Oh, it was a brand new one, that, straight off the shelves. They could have spotted me buying that in the pound shop and followed me home. Eh? Oh, there's steel to order these days. I was reading about that. Get me a Picasso. I must have a Picasso to complete my collection. Then they hang around the Athena uh, shop until someone gets one. <laughs> Follow them home and then bongo! Millions of hundreds of pounds! Oh, yes, that'd be what's happened there. Yeah. It was a proper galvanised zinc one as well, that book it was. Now it's most likely in some gallery in America where, where some lunatic collector can never show it to anyone. I don't say what the point of that is. I mean, I mean, if you have a bucket, you'd like people to know about it. <laughs> Instead of skulking around in the twilight with it, surreptitiously washing the car in the dark so Interpol doesn't get you. Don't know what they're playing at. You, you can't have anything that isn't screwed down these days. And you can't really screw a bucket down. Eh? Because it would leak through the screw hole. Eh? Oh, they're impossible to secure a bucket. Oh, oh sod it. Um, I'll have to bring item two forward on my daily itinerary. Breakfast at Jerry's. Food, Gloria, food. Cold, la, da, 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 da. I've got a doddle. Um, oh, what rare delicacy shall I partake of for my breakfast at Jerry's this morning? Scrambled egg? Kidneys, perhaps? Bacon sandwich? Beans lightly drizzled on a warm bed of toast? Uh, full English? Full English? I wonder if they do a full French or, or a full Norwegian or something. I've never heard anyone saying that. Um, they do do a full Brazilian, I know that. Um, <laughs> Because some woman on our estates had one of those. Yeah, yeah. It's common knowledge of that. Yeah. Here we are. Hello. Hello. Jerry? Jerry? What are you not doing in there? Morning, Arthur. Geoffrey, what's going on? Why is Jerry's all locked up? Oh, you not heard then? Not heard what? He's not opening for the foreseeable future. Why? What's up with him? He's put his back out. He was carrying a tray and he fell over a galvanised zinc bucket. <laughs> Someone had left on his floor. It happened just after you went home. He's got to lie down on a wooden board. Oh, he's in agony. What happened to the bucket? 
I don't know. Why? Do you know whose it is? I do not know who is it, who it is. Saying that, I'm, 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 I'm just an interested party popper, that's all. Um, in, 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 in what becomes of things like buckets when things like this happen to them. Because no-one ever thinks to ask after the bucket, do they? You know, there's three sides to every circle, isn't it, Jeffrey? It's not all black and white. Look at Jack and Jill. Well, I was in there when it happened, and he, he did say that if he could get his hands on whoever's galvanised zinc bucket it was, he'd swear word them up the swear word. Did he? Well, you know, it's nothing to do with me, so, so don't you go accusing people of things when you only know half the story. Some, somebody paid good money for that bucket. And, 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 and on top of everything else, they can't have the breakfast now, can they? <laughs> and they were looking forward to that. So, you know, it's not exactly a bunk bed of roses for me. <laughs> but, uh, for them, I mean, um, whoever they happen to be or not to be, that is the question. <laughs> What, what are you going to do, then? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to Jerry's house and get his keys and open up for him and take over the day-to-day -day, running of this cafe for the foreseeable future. It's the only cause of insensible action. Um, listen, you can help me prepare the food. You can be my shoe chef. Well, I've, I've, got to, I've got to set up the church hall up. It's badminton tonight. What's more important, Geoffrey? Badminton or book it? I don't mean windows. Oh, uh, sodding jelly. Badminton or sodding jelly on his bed of wood. Now, come on. Well, I'll be all right for a bit, I suppose. Good. Right. Let's get going. We've got a cafe to run. That's good of you to come round, Arthur. Jerry will be pleased to see you. How is the bucket, Susan? It's patient. Uh, I mean, um, how is the patient... Is he bearing down? Ah, well, you know, Jerry, he doesn't like being idle. Arthur was wondering what had happened to the bucket, weren't you, Arthur? Why? Oh, I was, don't take any notice of him. I was um, talking hysterically. It's pathetically. Oh, it's hyperactive, whatever it bloody is. You, you must have got hold of the wrong stick, Geoffrey. Idiot. Um, can we go up, Susan? Ah, sure as he can go on. He's in the spare room. The door's open. Listen, will you stop going on about that bucket? What's up with you? The last thing Jerry wants is reminding about that. Put another sock on the record player, will you? <laughs> Are you decent? Can we come in? Oh, uh, hello, Arthur. Jeff, thanks for coming. I can't get up, I'm afraid. Yes, well, I've heard all about it, Jerry. It's shocking, isn't it? I'd like to know who left a bucket in front of my kitchen door. I went right over on the top of it. Don't worry yourself about any of that, because help is at hand. Are these your keys on the dressing table? Yes. Right, I'll have those. What, what do you want my keys for? Because, Jerry, a friend indeed is a friend indeed. Um, <laughs> and you are one of those. Uh, I, I don't want you to worry about a thing. I shall run the cafe for you today, and Geoffrey is going to be my trainee and assistant. Oh, uh, look, I, I don't think that's such no, a... No, Jerry, no thanks unnecessary. I'm only doing what you'd do for me if I'd tripped over a bucket I'd left in your cafe. <laughs> my cafe. My bucket. Oh, a bucket. I mean, you, you just stay where you are and get some rest on your um, bed of nails. Um... <laughs> Arthur, it's, it's not that straightforward. Nonsense, Jerry. I've watched all the kitchen nightmares. If, if that idiot Alf Ramsey can do it, anyone can. 
Uh, a footballer? Oh, I'll, I'll be back with the takings tonight. Uh, come along, Geoffrey. I think a trip to Wilf Taylor's quality meats is in order. Morning, Arthur. Geoffrey. Wilf. Good morning. What are you two up to today? We're on an errand of mercy, Wilf. Um, now, as you may or may not know, Jerry is unable to service the public today. Oh, I wondered why he wasn't open. What's the matter with him? Some idiot left a bucket on the floor and he tripped over. Thank you, Geoffrey. I'm quite capable of conducting a conversation with my own mouth. Uh, why don't you make yourself usable and see if you can choose a nice black pudding out of that pile over there, whilst I have a word to my supplier. Make sure there's plenty of blood in it. I'm sorry about that, Bill. He's very keen, but no real experience. I, I suppose you could say he's on trial today, really. On trial? For what? Well, to see whether he's got the makings of a suicide chef. <laughs> I'm sorry, Arthur, I'm not with you. Jerry has asked me to do a Gordon Banks for him. A what? Golden Banks, the, oh, no, not Golden Banks, um, Golden Blur. No, you, oh, you know, the manager, um, uh, Ramsey, that's it. Jerry has asked me to do an Alf Ramsey for him. What's that? Oh, you know, it's on the telly. He goes into cafes and shouts and swears at everyone. You mean Gordon Ramsey? That's it. I knew he was something to do with the World Cup. Anyway, I should be overseeing Jeffrey. I'll be more in the matron D role, you know, meeting people at the door, etc., making a fuss of them, checking the reservations, as well as um, telling them to bleep off. What, at Jerry's Cafe? Reservations? Oh, yes. It's one of a raft of changes I'll be ushering in. Um, I want to cater for the top end of the market, you see, Wilf. Uh, nothing against the bottom end, you understand. Um, there's plenty of places for people like that to go. Uh, caravans in laybys, um, <laughs> big babs, bats, etc. They can push off and stick the chewing gum under one of their plastic chairs. Well, good luck. Look doesn't come into it. You've got to know your customers. And if there's one thing I know of, what is it? Um, oh, uh, a giraffe's tongue is 28 inches. No, it's not that. People, that's it. Um, if there's. Um, Two things I know with it's people and the other one about the giraffe. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's got me thinking, that has. Can you eat giraffes' tongues? Uh, like oxes' tongues? Because that is the kind of thing people are looking for these days when they eat out Nobel Quinine, it's called. <laughs> yeah, yes. I might put a giraffe's tongue on my full Brazilian. <laughs> You've got to get into all that side of it, you know, Will. Yeah. Anyway, where Jerry's been going wrong is he doesn't have a theme. They're all themed these days. Oh, mind you, some of them haven't a clue. I went in that new place on Infirmary Street that opened yesterday. They, they were doing free tea and a complimentary custard cream. They have old sewing machine tables that you sit up there with the treadle still on them. It's like being thrown in the bloody workhouse. <laughs> All we needed was Turnip Townsend and his sodding seed drill in the corner and it would be in the Industrial Revolution. 
I said to her on the way out, why not go the whole hog and have some children done up as swimming cheeps while you're at it? Hey? Very relaxing, I don't think. I said it'll take more than one biscuit to get me back in here. I don't get out of bed for less than three custard creams. Bunch of idiots. So what is going to be your theme then? I should make my celebrity starters work for me. Like um, Harry Ramsden's done. Uh, Gordon. Bloody Gordon, I mean. Like um, Harry Gordon's done. Um, well, Jeffrey does all my prep, as they say. You know, sweating my onions off and all that. Um, I'm going to stick all my photos of me I've had done with lesser fellow celebrities and we'll stick them all up on the wall. Um, I mean, people would pay good money to see me making an exhibition of myself. Morning. Morning, Sally, love. What's going on in here, then? You having a meeting? We're all minding our own business, actually, Sally. Surely you must have heard of that. Why isn't Jerry's open? He fell over a galvanized... What have I told you? Gerald has been indisposed of, if you must know. I was only saying... Yes, well, don't. Have you picked my black pudding out of that pile yet? No, I don't suppose you have. Can you just concentrate on the job I've given you? It's going to be a very long day in the kitchen, Geoffrey, if you can't even pull out a pudding when someone asks you to. What do you mean, a long day in the kitchen? Oh, for goodness sake. Look, to, to put it in a nut hatch. I will be taking over from Jerry at the cafe for the unforeseen future, owing to a mishap he had, which may or may not have been the fault of a bucket. There is some confusion about that. Does Jerry know? Know what? What are you doing? Of course he bloody knows. What do you think these are? Scotch eggs? Pancake? Oh, it's mist. Scotch mist. <laughs> no, they're his bunch of Jerry's keys, which he has entrusted to me because I'm the obvious first bottle of port in a storm. Call! First bottle of port in a call. Storm! Call! First bloody bottle of port in a storm call! That's what I'm saying. Anyway, listen, you. I've just had a thought. You can make yourself useful for the change. What do you mean? I'll be needing the right sort of person as my head waiter for my lunchtime sitting today. Um, it's a position of some responsibility. And um, as you know me, I think you're in with a shout because I do have a not inconsiderable influence over myself. <laughs> what? You want me to waitress? What are you going to be doing then? Well, I'm not going to be a bloody waiting on at tables, am I? I'm more managerial executive, aren't I? All upside of it. Anyway, don't worry about me. I'll sort myself out, thank you very much. Well, are you going to do it? It's a wonderful opportunity. For what? For getting, you know, for getting um, a ladder in your tights. <laughs> uh, um, getting a foot in your tights. Ladder! Getting your tights on the bloody ladder. <laughs> I'll have you know, people have gone from working under me to dizzy heights, you know. Who else have you made, Dizzy? Oh, for crying out loud, what is this? The Spanish omelette? Um, Spanish indigestion? Inquisition, I mean. Oh, there's a thought. Spanish omelette. You see, that's why I'm upstairs and you're downstairs, Sally. Oh, I'd never stop me. Here, listen, forget the Spanish omelette. I'll do an omelette of all nations. We can have um, Swiss cheese in it, um, German sausage, um, French legs... Um, Italian ice cream. Ooh, yes. It'll be a taste explosion. It's bound to catch on. Uh, you won't be able to keep an omelette like that down. 
Well, I don't think I want to be a waitress. I've got bingo this afternoon. I can't miss that. Well, Sally, I have to say I'm surprised at you. There's poor Jerry lying flat on his back on a bed of roses. His, his, his business is going to ruin and rack, but as long as you can still play your bongos, that's the main thing, isn't it? Hey, I'll say you said hello to him, shall I, whilst I'm taking him some barley water and sour grapes in case they have to read the last rites of spring. Oh, well, all right, then. But I want me dinner free. We'll see about that. Um, now, take these keys and get across there and get the washing up done. I want people to be able to eat their dinners off the plates in there. <laughs> Right, come on then, Will. Let's talk awful. There we are. That's the last photo up. I didn't know you knew Frank Sinatra. Oh, yes, me and Frank Sinatra. We go forward a long way. Yeah. I've sat in a car with him. <laughs> Sammy Davis jugular. I know him as well. Yeah. He still drops me a line. There's someone at the door again. Well, you know what to tell them, don't you? Good morning. We're at the moment undergoing a refit and will not be open for another 30 minutes. Would you like to book a table for luncheon? I only want a sausage butty. He only wants his sausage butty. Listen, you. This establishment is under new management. If you like, uh, look in the book and see if there's a table of three for luncheon. You've just probably got enough time to go home and get changed. I'm not getting changed. I'm at work. Well, I'll tell you what, then. There's a caravan does teas on the ring road. <laughs> They'll sort you out there. Thank you so much for considering us. Ta-ta for now. Bloody idiot. I'm not doing sausage butties today. We'll call them something else. Um, sausage son. Um, what's French uh, for bread? I don't know. Maison means chateau, and I know that, because our Jean called her Maisonette Little Chateau. You sure it's not what she called a poodle? <laughs> no, it's definitely her house. Anyway, a dog is called Chian in France. You're a bottomless vat of information, aren't you? Arthur? What? What do you want me to do in the kitchen now? Everything's tidy. Well, I don't know. Make some stock or something. Oh, hey, I tell you what. Um, cook me your keynote dish and then I'll have a taste and tell you it's rubbish. What, what's a keynote dish? I'm not sure we've got any keynotes. Oh, just get in the kitchen and wait for the orders. I'll come and tell you off in a minute. Right. Oh, oh look, here's that bucket. Oh, look at that. It's got a great big bloody dent in it. <laughs> Jerry with his big feet. That, I mean, poor Jerry must have hurt his big feet. Right, I'll look after this. Now, can I get on, please? I've got 101 Dalmatians to do. Uh, where's that telephone number for the advertiser? Oh, here we are. There it is. Right, let's see if I can... One, four, seven... Oh, it's ringing. Hello, the weekly advertiser. Rupert Burridge speaking. Yes, that's right. Um, it's Count Arthur Strong here from, um, oh, I haven't thought of a name for it, have I? Um, well, there, oh, sod it. Um, oh, what did she say her house was called? Um, the Little Shih Tzu. Um, no, not Shih Tzu, Chateau. Um, the Little Chateau, the new restaurant that's destined to soon have five Michelin tyres. Um, stars. Michelin stars, I mean. Um, could you put me through to your food cricket, please? Pardon? Oh, which bit didn't you hear? Because I'm not saying all that again. <laughs> you know, when that telephone rings and you pick it up, you enter a contract to listen to what's being said on it to you. Who did you say you were? 
My name is Count Arthur Strong, and I'd like to speak to your food cricket, please, on a matter of some report. Do you mean food critic? That's what I said. What's up with you? I want to speak to your food cricket. We don't actually have a dedicated food cricket. Uh, a critic, sorry. When we do food reviews, my wife and I tend to cover them. Yes, that's right. Um, I'm just phoning to double-check what time we can expect you today, because we will be filling up once word gets around. What do you mean, today? To do your exclusive review on the grand reopening of the little shih tzu. Shut up! Shut up! I said... Uh, afraid I'm not with you. Oh, it's all been sorted out with your wife. Did she neglect to tell you that? Yes. Oh, of course. Oh, oh, she said she wanted it to be a surprise. I've just remembered. Oh, I do hope I haven't spoiled it, letting the cat up with the bath of water. You're telling me my wife has fixed this up with you and didn't want me to know about it? Um, yes, I'm telling you that. Why would she do that? Oh, you know what women are like. Um, she probably just thinks she's been neglecting you and wants to make it up. Um, oh, stop it now, um, Robert. You're getting it all out of me, aren't you? And she told me to stop telling you that. It all sounds very odd to me. Not like her at all. She said you'd say that. Um, <laughs> what is your name? Rupert. Oh, I was right then. Um, anyway, look, um, uh, Rumpel, I've, <laughs> I've got things to do. We're on Whitfield Street, opposite Wilf Taylor's Quality Meats, where we daily source all our fresh meat and offer from. You do know that she's a vegetarian, don't you? Didn't she tell you that? Come on, a plate of liver's not going to hurt you, is it? Tell <laughs> me. That is the trouble with you lot, if you don't mind me saying, Rubab. Uh, Rupert. Um, yes, your mouth should be more open to trying things, like me. When I have meat, I occasionally have vegetables with it, because I'm open to auto-suggestion. My wife doesn't eat meat at all. Right, well, you'll have to see what you get then, won't you? Oh, here's my wife now. Oh, stop it. Um, uh, look, don't tell her you know. She's been planning this for such a long time. She'll be devastated if she knew you'd winkled it out of me. Um, let me speak to her. There's a call. Who is it? Count Arthur Strong. Who? Hello? Hello? Listen, don't crack on you know this, because your husband has booked a table at a brand new restaurant called La Shitsu. His take... Oh, no, that uh, bloody poodle. Um, La Chateau, that's it. Stupid dog getting everywhere I speak. Um, Rubrik's taking you there for a treat because he neglects you, but it's a secret. Is this a joke? No, will you just listen? We're opposite Will Taylor's Master Butchers on Whitfield Street. He wants to meet you there at, um, at two o'clock. Now, don't say anything to him about it. He's been planning it for ages. He'll be devastated if, if he knows you winked at him to me. Um, will you put him back on now? He wants to speak to you again. Yes. She says to tell you she wants to meet you there at two o'clock. Why do you have to tell me that? I'm in the same room as her. It's a surprise, isn't it? Have you been listening to anything I've said? Anyway, don't be late, and don't forget your pad and pen for our five-tire review. <laughs> Where's that two rounds of toast for table four, Geoffrey? Oh, um, uh, I don't... Uh, it'll be ready in a minute. Need it now, Geoffrey, need it now. Come on, there's a restaurant for the people in the restaurant. Hey, do you want to make a go of this place? Because, you know, I want to see some flipping commitment. I don't flippin' believe it. 
Wake up, because this place is going down if you don't get your flipping finger out. Right down the flipping pan. Now are you flipping with us? Yes, but, but it's just... No, Geoffrey, are you flipping with us? Yes. Flipping louder. Yes. That's more flipping like it. Now give me a high bunch of bananas. High fives. Good. Two slices of toast, you pronto, for table number something out there. Arthur. What? There's a man and a woman just come in from the advertiser asking for you. That'll be the man and the woman from the advertiser. <laughs> now then, let's get us in the good food guide. Oh, you must be um, Rumpel's thing from the Burley advertiser. And you must be his good lady wife. I thought you'd met him. I thought you'd met her. That's right. It's all part of the subterfuge. Um, don't tell each other and spoil it. Um, uh, please, take a seat. Now, while you pursue the menu, can I get you a horse duvet? A what? A horse duvet. You could have one each. Horse duvet? Yes. I thought you said you were supposed to be food cricket. I think he means hors d'oeuvre. Thank you, Rambo. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> anyway, listen. If you want horse doofers, it's a prawn cocktail. I don't eat seafood. It's not a fish, it's a drink. Prawn cocktail isn't a drink? I beg your pardon. The clue is in the name. <laughs> One of my favourite cocktails, is that? Apart from the lettuce. <laughs> right, mains. For my special today, I am offering a full Brazilian. <laughs> and I will be putting at least three pork sausages in. <laughs> I presume you can eat pork. I think I'd like to go, Rupert. Yes, I think that would be best. What are you talking about? I'm not really sure how we ended up here, to tell you the truth. Well, you haven't had anything. What, what about our review? Well, you mentioned the sophisticated ambulance, eh? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'll have to see. Well, I don't want to see a vegetarian bias in the write-up. I'll be looking out for that, so think on... <laughs> Well, it will be interesting to see how we come over in our write-up, Geoffrey. By and large, we'll come out of it very well, I think. My tame reviewers could obviously see what I was trying to do here. What were you trying to do? Drag this place kicking and screaming into the 20th century, that's what. Can we go now? Yes, go on. Get yourself off. Bye, Arthur. Cheerio. Don't be late in the flipping morning. Right, where's these lights turn off from? Oh, here we are. Must be these. Oh, but I mean, this darkness is a bit dark. <laughs> uh, I can barely see my hand behind my face. <laughs> oh, ow, stop, oh, oh, my bloody back! Who put that sodden bucket there? <laughs> Appearing with Count Arthur Strong were Mel Gadroich, Alistair Kerr and Dave Mounfield. 
The script was written by Steve Delaney and edited by Graham Duff. Count Arthur Strong's radio show was recorded live at the Dance House Manchester, is produced by John Leonard and Mark Radcliffe, and is a joint Comedia Entertainment and Smooth Operations production. <laughs>